the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good, I guess, morning, afternoon. I'm sorry I couldn't be here the first part, but my co-host, Stephen Ebert, did a bang-up job. As promised, I have, joining us as promised, I have one of the best and most knowledgeable guests that you're going to ever want to hear, and he's been on before. We'll be joined by Douglas Elements' very own Richard Ferrari, who is the president and CEO of the whole entire brokerage in New York City and the entire Northeast region, and it's such a big job. But I couldn't imagine anyone else that was better. I was so happy for him. And I'd also say he's a friend. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Dottie. How are you? I'm good, just busy. You know, the holidays, once they start, they don't stop. You know, Correct. they're just running... Yeah. Running, running, running. Thanksgiving. But I was out, I, w- I was in uh, Time Warner yesterday, and I have to tell you, the music was playing, and holiday music was, you know, through the air, people were singing, and it was so, I was like, oh, New York City's so beautiful Christmas time. It's like, it, there's nothing they can beat. No offense, Florida. But it's not the same during Christmas. New York's got it all over you there. Um, it was just wonderful. People are out. And I really feel the restaurants are packed. You can't get in anywhere. So I feel, you know, gee, the city's really come back. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? You're there every day. You run everybody. What are you seeing? Well, I'm there every day. You are correct. And... Uh-huh. Uh, The city is back, okay? Uh, This week in Manhattan, I was up pricing in Carnegie Hill, which is just absolutely beautiful as a neighborhood, as a village, uh, and all the way down into the financial district. The city's back. It's difficult to get a restaurant reservation at a good restaurant. It's packed for lunch. It's packed for dinner. The streets are packed. If you were to have blindfolded someone and brought back between pre-COVID and now, the only really little difference is there's a few more storefronts that are for rent, but they're even filling up now. Uh, If you walk up Madison Avenue, it's not the same view of storefronts that you had retail for rent that you had a year ago. New York is back. It's getting stronger than it was pre-COVID. And uh, it's here to stay. 
You got that? I mean, that's you got that right. And how are prices now? Rents and uh. Well, you know. rents are finally becoming. Remember, rents skyrocketed after COVID. Oh, crazy. First, they dropped thirty percent. Then they went twenty five percent, thirty percent above what they were before COVID. So it wasn't uncommon for someone who had a discount one bedroom that might have went from forty five hundred to three thousand to then go up to fifty five hundred. So it's um, they're all over the board, but they are coming down again, and they will probably stabilize just above pre COVID levels. But um, they are coming down right now. Well, I guess that's a good thing for anyone who's looking to rent. Um, it is but, a good thing. You're correct on that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a fire sale. It's, but it's priced. You know, it's priced by the market. It's not inflated. It's, but everyone wants to be here. All my friends' kids from other states are here, and I was with um, last night for dinner um, a friend of mine whose son moved to, you know, he's going to school here, and it was his first week. And he said, I love it. I just love it. Yeah, and what's not there to like when you're young in New York City? What's not there to like when you're old in New York City? Because it's an easy city to to be, uh, to navigate. You don't have to jump in a car and drive. I mean, it's, um, you know... The five boroughs, whether you're in the Bronx, whether you're in Queens, Staten Island, Brooklyn, or Manhattan, it's New York City, and uh, it still is the most sought-after place in America to live. And can I add one more thing? As I said to this, uh, my friend's son, I said, you will grow just like, you know, I used to go to the city, you know, to clubs and things, but I, I grew up on Long Island, and I went to school at Adelphi, so I was only a city then, but when I went and lived here, I grew so much because I think the world should learn a lesson by New York City because it's every nationality, every race, every creed, every, there's, there's nothing that's not here, and somehow it all works, and everyone kind of accepts what's going, you know, people, you can walk in with any kind of clothing, it's a very encompassing city. I agree with you there. So, Richard, you travel through the whole Northeast. Give us, you know, how's, how's that compared to the rest of the Northeast? Well, it's interesting, and I gave this little, uh, this little talk last week. The suburban Boston market. The suburban Long Island market, meaning Nassau County and parts of Suffolk, which is commuting distance to Manhattan, Westchester, and northern New Jersey, and central New Jersey, that's easy to commute to Manhattan. They're all almost the same right now. There's a shortage of inventory. Transaction volume is down. Interest rates for mortgages are up. So... Actually, interest rates came down these past two weeks, which has been good. Uh, You know, they might be trending down now for the rest of the year. But this is what basically has happened, which isn't any new news to anyone. If you owned a home and you had a mortgage, most likely you refinanced in the 3% range. 
So right now you own a home with a 3% mortgage. If you're looking to trade up and you need a mortgage, it's that much more expensive because most likely the mortgage you will be receiving is double what you already have. As a result, you're probably staying put. Um, if you're in the market for a first-time home buyer, a 7.5% mortgage is not the end of the world. That's your budget. You might not be spending a million and a half dollars. You might only want to spend a million. You might not want to be spending 800 now. You might only want to be spending 600 But you'll find the product in your price range. The product, the problem is, there isn't that much product in your price range. And that's been the case for a year and a half now, I'm going to say. Um, on the higher end, we are seeing prices come down in your suburban markets. If you're in a town where the average home price is eight or 900, what's on for a million and a half is going to be slow. Um, you know, if you're in a town where the average price is two million, that still may be on the busy side, but three and a half and four is going to be slow, which prices are coming down now, not tremendously, not a lot in specific markets. I mean, parts of suburban Connecticut outside of Greenwich and New Canaan, uh, inventory is up, still 50 or 60 or 70% below what it was pre-COVID, but it's up from a year ago. And prices have ticked down. And a lot of it has to do interest rate sensitive, everything that's going on in the world. There's no recession. Our economy still appears to be well and strong. Uh, but, you know, you might not want to hear this, but it's a good time to buy, even with a 7.5% mortgage, because you'll always be able to refinance lower when and if rates come down. They always do. Whether they come down in six months or three years, nobody knows. But they do; they, they will come down, most likely. Well, uh, it's a bad time to buy right now. You sound like me, because that's exactly what I said last week. And I also said, if you look at mortgage rates since they were recorded, 7.5 is probably the average interest rate. It's not low, but it's not high. And I Correct. can only tell you that... I've been in the business a very long time, and I never saw two and a half, three percent until COVID. That was kind of an exception, you know, like they did it because of COVID. It's not like a that, norm. Dottie, that's I. You know, you and I are almost roughly the same age. I've never seen those rates either in <laughs> in my entire adult and childhood life. Okay, um, they were an anomaly. We will level off probably, my opinion is in, in the sixes, maybe the high fives two years down the road, maybe. But we will level off. Uh, the, and at the same time, though, which is interesting, getting 5% on your money is going to come down. Dottie, I'm in the middle of taking out a mortgage on a second home in South Carolina. And my dilemma is I have a 7.5% commitment. But I'm getting 6% on some of my money right now. I'd rather get my 6% and have a higher mortgage right now. So I'm, do, I'm weighing the difference. I'm fortunate that I do have some money in the bank. 
for the homeowner that has their 20%, not much more, this conversation doesn't have any bearing. But if you have some money in the bank, do you want to pay seven and a half or do you want to get 6%? You know, it's, there's going to be a trade-off. It depends what your personal, um, your personal finances look like and what you're planning to do in the future. But there are options. And um, there are options that you can capitalize on now in a slow market where transaction volume is down. The chances of being in a bidding war are a little lower than they were six months ago. But Richard, would you say, I mean, it's just my opinion. I mean, everyone blames it on interest rates. And although I think interest rates have some part of it because psychologically people are thinking the pandemic, which was an unreal interest rate, but I really think the problem is really more, there's no inventory. I think if there well, was inventory, then the prices would drop a little bit more and there would be a lot more buyers. I think that we all had, of course, the states a tough year this year because there was no inventory. And so there's very little buy. I, I would bet my life if the inventory, if there was more things to pick from, there'd be more sales, even with this interest rate. I agree with you on that. Part of the reason on the inventory level is we had such high transaction volume in the suburbs during COVID. Such a large percentage of a neighborhood has only been living there now two or three years. They're not moving. They've already moved. And anyone who wanted to sell or was thinking a lot of, you know, a lot of owners sold at the high you know, and because they saw an opportunity to get a price that they couldn't get pre-COVID. Well, there's only a certain percentage of residents that are going to move any year that put their homes on the market. But when you have a high percentage of new owners in a neighborhood, that lowers the possibility of another home coming on the market. You know, so we're in it's, we're in uncharted times when it comes to inventory right now because there's numerous reasons. I have a low-interest mortgage or I just moved to the neighborhood. Uh, you know, compared to someone that's been in a neighborhood for 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 years and it's time to move, a lot of those owners already moved. Now you have to wait for the next wave of my children are out of college. I'm switching jobs. I'm retiring. You know, it's a little different now. It's uncharted territory. Right. But then I say to all those um, buyers who uh, text or email me and say, well, should I wait till the interest rates go down? And I always tell them, you can't time a market. You need to really work with your broker and be out there and see whatever comes out. But if you find the house that you love, provided you are pre-qualified and you can afford it, go for it. I bought my house when it was 15% interest, I think. Yeah, and then I refinanced. So, I, you know, plus there's less competition now and there's less houses, so it, it's good for a seller, too. I mean, if you, if you put your house out now, there's not a lot of inventory. If the interest rates come down to 6, 5.5, there'll be a lot more inventory and a lot more competition. Wouldn't you well, agree? I do agree. I also... I'm finding a lot of potential buyers aren't fully understanding 
what a seven and a half or seven three quarters or seven and three eighths mortgage is. And when you compare it, if you compare a seven and a half to a six and a half on a $500,000 mortgage, you're talking $5,000 extra a lot per year. Now, $5,000 is a lot of money. I'm not saying it's not. But when you break it down monthly, it's 400 and change. That 400 and change, you can probably cut out of your budget in other ways if it means buying the home of your dreams today. Um, when interest rates come down, there will be more people in the market. You can always refinance, as you said, but analyze the situation right now. Analyze your personal situation of why you want to move and analyze the difference between a six and a half and a seven and a half percent mortgage. And the seven and a half may end up being affordable because of your personal desire to move. That's the key right now. Don't just say I'm not taking a seven and a half percent mortgage. Put it on paper. Figure out if you can afford it. Your home is the most important aspect of your life other than your family and your health. Um, and, and you should also speak to a mortgage broker because, you know, not everyone, I mean, the average person stays in a house, I think it's seven to ten years. So you might not be in this house forever. You might be making more money. You might end correct. up with, you might end up taking a ten-year adjustable, um, which is not a big, big difference, but it's it's less because you feel, hey, in 10 years, I'll probably be someplace else. So as you said, Richard, there's a lot yeah. to think about before you make a move. But I say strike while the iron's hot. And the rule of thumb for home buying is you can't time a market. If you find the house and you, and you can afford to buy it, there is no return on renting. Remember, rents are high and there's no return on it. So even with... Home prices still strong and interest rates still somewhat high to me. They're average. Home buying remains favorable to paying even one extra month to your landlord instead of to your property. Uh, you know, well, rental. What we're not talking about, and check with your accountant on this. If you can deduct your interest, which most Americans can, the seven and a half percent interest rate and then plug in the tax deduction isn't as bad as it sounds. Um, but, you know, again, that's to the individual, and you have to talk to your accountant on that. Uh, but, you know, there are tax advantages to owning also compared to renting, if you have a mortgage. Yeah, but I'll go back to when I bought my house at 15%. I think I took a five-year arm or, ten, I don't know, one of the adjustable mortgages. I refinanced when the interest came down, and when I sold the house, I played. I made money. I think it's just you got to get in the market. You got to get yeah. in it, and you can trade up. You are so right about that. We'll be right back with Stephen Ebert and Richard Ferrari. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break.
Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Let's talk about Bay Ridge Honda, run by my friend Rob Sabah. The Sabah family has owned and operated this Honda dealer for over 60 years. My grandfather bought a Honda Accord there in 1980 and kept it for decades. Bay Ridge Honda serves all five boroughs, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx. My parents, my sister, my brother-in-law, everyone I know has purchased a car from Bay Ridge Honda because the Sabah family and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. And you you can save big all month long at Bay Ridge Honda's big Black Friday sale. Big inventory, big benefits, and big savings with all the new Honda models in stock marked below manufacturer's retail prices. So visit Bay Ridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This sale ends November 30th, 2023. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's hard to believe, but the holidays will be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with absolutely every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first-class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Or visit NewYorkCruises.com. That's 212-633-1231 or NewYorkCruises.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the civil litigation division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at IdalaLaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with Stephen Ebert, my co-host, and Richard Ferrari, who runs all the northeast region of Douglas Elliman, which is a huge region, huge company, and uh, it's been a really crazy kind of time. So, uh, Stephen, anything that your clients are asking you in particular? Yeah, Dottie. You know, there's a number of questions that are coming up, but I'd probably say the biggest one that's on top of mind is the newer laws coming into energy requirements, right? We're starting to see buildings have that ratings. Like, remember a bunch of years back when Bloomberg was mayor, 
you know, restaurants have the rating, the A, B, or yes. C, as yes. to the health standard. Well, now if you look around the city for buildings that are residential buildings bigger than 25,000 square feet, they're also going to have a letter rating based on energy. And I think we're seeing a lot of people have an awareness of that requirements are coming down uh, the pike very soon, and buildings may need to spend and make upgrades for, for energy and efficiency. That's interesting. You know, speaking of uh, what we were talking about before, um, there was an article in um, the Wall Street Journal this week that said less than 1% of households in any given month will buy a house. However, 17% plan to buy a home in the next 12 months and add to that the millions who want to buy their first home or trade up and they're just kind of hanging on there. And some people say, well, should I wait? Should I wait till interest rates come down? And I say, no. Find the home that you love. Continue looking. And listen, it's no fun looking at houses every week, especially when there's not a lot and, you know, you might not like it, but you have to do it. Okay, and if you're a seller, just think of this. There's not a lot of competition. So I think it's a good buy for, I mean, it's a good time for a seller. Um, but you're saying that um, they want to, there's people on the sidelines that really want to buy, but they're, they're reading all the papers and they're reading interest rates are high. This is bad. And all I can tell you is, one of the reasons we have this show is to give you accurate, update information. Second of all, nothing lost, it costs nothing. Before you should even think about buying, go to a mortgage broker, sit down. There's so many different options to buy, unlike when I bought. Richard, I'm sure the first house you bought, they had a conventional, they had an FHA, and I guess they had a VA mortgage if you were a veteran. Correct. Um, right? So... There wasn't many options. Okay, there's so many different options that it really behooves you. And, you know, you can't cookie cutter them. It, it really depends on your circumstances. But I would definitely sit down, get a budget. of, and, and a budget is not what the bank will lend you. It's what you feel comfortable in spending. What tips would you give... Um, what tips would you give buyers today, Richard? What, what or tips Steven? would I give buyers yeah. today? Um, if you're a New York City Manhattan buyer, I would say, unless there's a specific reason why you have to be in a certain neighborhood, check out other neighborhoods because the prices do vary, and that goes for Brooklyn and Manhattan. Uh, the Upper East Side, portions of the Upper East Side are less than it costs to live in Brooklyn right now. Really? Or yet portions of Fifth Avenue can equal the same as some portions of the West Village. So don't put yourself in a specific 10 or 15 block radius unless there's a specific reason why you really want to live there. Check to see where the value is. And that goes the same for a suburban market buyer. If you want Greenwich, but you realize Greenwich is too expensive, look at Westchester, look at other parts of Connecticut. Don't get depressed because you can't afford Greenwich. If you're looking in Larchmont and Rye and Harrison and Westchester, 
Take a look at northern New Jersey also. The prices are going to be a little less. Um, what I'm basically saying is when a buyer starts, don't pigeonhole yourself into a specific grid unless there's a specific re reason, whether it's a school, a religious aspect, the family aspect. Almost every New York City suburban neighborhood has some form of public transportation that comes in. And it's not saying that one is better than the next. There are hundreds of thousands of New York area residents using this transportation system. How bad can it be? Um, and, but, Richard, let's remind yeah. everyone that the reason Brooklyn got started was because everyone said, well, New York, this is going back. New York's too unaffordable, so we'll move to Brooklyn. It's close enough. We can commute. Now look at the prices in Brooklyn. So the well, outskirts of an area are going to go up. Yeah, correct. Certain areas more of Brooklyn are close to Manhattan. Wait, Steve, yeah. I didn't hear I, that. I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's, it's so fascinating. I mean, if you would have told me, I mean, I grew up in Long Island, and now I live in Westchester. If you would have told me growing up that, Parts of Brooklyn are going to go for more than the Upper East Side. Um, you, you, you would have been you would have been mocked, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of value over there, um, and, and I, I think you know, Rick, you mentioned a really great point. What is driving the transaction? Location to work to family, restaurants, space, affordability, you know, services, and, and I, you know, I think what's important for people to understand is. You could never get everything you want. If you're on a budget, you've got to make a decision. And even if you have a very large budget, right, you could be spending millions of dollars. There's still things that you have to compromise on. And I think what's so important is people need to focus and say, what do I really value in my home experience for myself or for family members, et cetera? And that's going to really drive the search. You hit it on the nose right there on what drives the search. What's, what's your reasons? And that's the best advice you can give to a buyer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if I agree with this, but I was, again, reading an article in the um, Wall Street Journal, and it says, if homeownership, will, 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 if homeownership doesn't fall, I mean, not, no, prices, it will remain the, unaffordable. Um, and then it says, I want his name. Somebody says that um, it will take years, and, and then a lot of people won't buy. And I don't agree with that at all. I think the inventory was the bigger problem. Okay? And if there was a lot of inventory, even with interest rates the way they were, if there's like 25 houses you can pick from that are kind of similar to what you want, that's going to bring prices down. The reason prices are still high at their peak is because there's no inventory. So, you know, there's, here's a couple of things, either take it or leave it. So I think that, you know, I really think it's a perfect time now. Um, there's not as many buyers, and there's definitely not as much inventory. Now, both of you, Stephen and, and Alice Richard, it is the holidays. It's Thanksgiving and Christmas. What is your opinion on whether you should list the house during this time or you should continue looking to buy? Because a lot of people drop out right now. 
they Dottie, they drop out when a, when the majority of buyers are not looking because of the holidays. That gives a buyer who is anxious to purchase an advantage. I've done deals on accepted offers on Christmas Eve, okay? And the chances of someone else wanting that property the day before Thanksgiving, two days before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, Christmas week is slim, okay? So a buyer has an advantage. Does a seller want to be a stale listing? Right now, the scuttlebutt is I'll list the second week in January. Right. Because trade putting on now is just going to sit there. Yet I advised a very high-end Park Avenue buyer this week to list the day after Thanksgiving. Don't wait. A month isn't going to tarnish your listing. Okay. Get the market now. Those buyers are out there during the holidays. And actually... There are buyers that always fly into the New York area that know they're moving during the holidays because they're off from work. Um, well, you know, that. You know, so, it's, that's, you know it's, it's a great point. I mean, we, some of our busiest days as a law firm are around the holidays. Um, people take that as a day off, and then they have the ability to work on their personal business. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and what's interesting is if you have a buyer making an offer this time of year, you know that they're a serious person. And so, you know, look, you, you never know. You only need one. You only need one person, right, to make a deal work. And you know, there are people sometimes on the clock they haven't found what they've liked. Um, so I do think while the normal conventional wisdom is to wait to January, I think we're in a slightly abnormal time because the inventory hasn't been there. You have people who have been looking, and, you know, you might capture some of those people who really spent the fall looking, weren't successful, and you might be able to actually make a better deal um, as opposed to waiting. I agree. And remember, if someone is is out there looking for homes during the holidays, sellers, they're a very committed buyer. They're really interested. You have a good buyer there if they like your home. We'll be right back with... Stephen Ebert and our special guest, head of the Northeast region, Richard Ferrari. you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates if you run or manage a local business today you're challenged like never before we get it and we want to help we're salem surround and when it comes to marketing consider us your personal move you forward company in a recent study we found that 53 percent of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing implementing and managing their marketing needs and that's where salem surround truly shines we're a full service marketing agency 
strategy that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. I saw it myself. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business or Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants, founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you worked so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk Consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years operational in 45 states and over 500 cities don't settle for second best brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services call now 800-590-2180 or go online to brosnanrisk.com b-r-o-s-n-a-n risk.com Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I'm here with Stephen Ebert, our attorney and legal counsel, and my expert on all housing in the Northeast region, the president and CEO of uh, Northern, Douglas Elliman, the whole Northern region, Richard Ferrari couple of questions, guys. So I was reading another article that said northern cities uh, where Americans fled during the pandemic are now hot for home seekers. New York, Chicago, and Bridgeport, Connecticut are the only three U.S. luxury markets to see more searches than a year ago. What do you say about that? Um, What are some hot areas that you're looking at outside of New York, Richard? Well, well, it's interesting, Dottie, you mentioned Chicago, Bridgeport, and, and New York City, because the urban markets did not rise as high as the suburban markets, which, I, which is one reason why I can see now why, um, why there is more searches in the urban markets, because they tend to be more, more affordable right now. 
Well, then if you're looking in those markets, you're going to catch a break. Because... You will. And, um, you know, Bridgeport is, you know, nestled in between some of the most expensive areas in the country. And Bridgeport prices are much... are, are, are actually very affordable for Connecticut now and a very convenient location. Uh, but it, that's why I was glad to hear you say Bridgeport, there is more searches going on than there were, you know, previously. Um, Chicago, the same. But um, especially, I do know the trend to come to come back to Manhattan is a year late because that already happened 12 and 18 months ago. But uh, the searching for Manhattan is on a rise. I know that for a fact. Right. Now, although I don't want to forget about Florida, Florida has gone up quite a bit. Um, I think that was largely during the pandemic where people in New York were on complete lockdown and um, Florida wasn't. But the appeal of living in New York City in the tri-state area is truly timeless and enduring across all kinds of markets and global events. Even when given the choice to work remotely, many people still choose to live in New York City. So to me, New York is New York. Okay, but out of the three metropolitan areas that I, li that I mentioned, prices grew the most annually in Chicago. They were up 14%. Um, and in Bridge and Bridgeport, they rose 13%. And in New York, they rose 11.5%. So they all rose, but as you said, they were probably a little bit behind the game. How are the suburbs doing, though? Is it steady, slow? Um... From what I gather from our data, the suburbs are steady. Prices are not going up, to my knowledge. And I'm not looking at a chart on that. I'm looking from what I'm hearing from agents. Uh, but it's steady. It's still much busier than pre-COVID days. And inventory is still way low from pre-COVID days. But the mad rush that was there a year ago, 18 months ago, isn't as prevalent today. There still is demand. There still is very short inventory. But as I alluded earlier, there are only a certain amount of people that are going to move in any given period. And so many have moved already that it, a slowdown is expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but the millennials are all into home buying. And although the older millennials probably bought already, they'll be on their second house. The younger millennials are just in the market. Now, I have Correct. a topic for both of you. If you were to give buyers advice and you're to ask them, these are the questions that you should have your agent or you should ask a homeowner before you buy, what would they be? Um, okay, you know, go to the physical condition of the house. Any leaks from the roof over the past five years. Okay, any plumbing leaks over the past five years? Um, do you have a pest control contract? Have there been, you know, ants, mice, whatever? You know, you, you, you want to get, you no. Know, is the basement dry? It might appear to be dry, but have you had ever had any water in the basement? Um, 
you know, have you How about ever had property taxes? Obviously. Well, property taxes you can see online. You know, you know if you do a little research, but you know, you have no control over the property taxes. They are what they are, but you do have control over the physical condition of the house. And what a buyer should not want to make sure that a seller is not camouflaging a defect to a house. Um, you know, that ask the questions. The seller's liable to give to give the honest answer to it. Right. Or get an engineer's report, and then you'll find out how old the roof is. But I always, you know, if there was infant state, you know, if they had termites or anything. But I always tell people, um, when you have an engineer's report, if you can at all make it, you should go with the engineer to the house. And when he finds fault, because they would find fault with a brand new house. Um, Ask, what does the cost of that repair cost? Because a lot of times when you read an engineer's report, it sounds, I don't know, like horror. And a lot of these repairs are are minor. Correct. Yeah, a few more things also to add. You know, one thing which we're going to see impacting the spring market is that New York changed its property condition disclosure law. So that effective March 20th, unless if you're under a certain type of exemption, now you're going to actually have to fill out those disclosure forms. You know, I'm a big, in addition to the points that you brought up, Rick, you know, water is a big issue that I think people need to know. They should always talk to their insurance agent before signing the contract and see is the house in a flood zone. Can they get insurance, right? Certain areas you have difficulty getting insurance. And then even if you can get insurance, you know, what kind of cost are we talking about so there's not a surprise there? And, you know, I love seeing a house during bad weather. When you have, like, a heavy rainstorm, I like seeing, where's the water flowing? Is it flowing towards the house, away from the house? You know, look for clues, like, is there a sump pump or kind of drainage systems to realize, well, wait a minute, what kind of forces do I have to deal with, you know, as a homeowner to make sure that my house is protected? And then the last part is get an inspector who also knows the area. You know, you want to know, like, do I need to check for radon? Do I need to actually get a, a well test that's separate? Uh, what about septic? So definitely get someone who, who understands the extra items you have to look at in that region that you're buying in. Yeah. Also check, you know, if the parking. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going to have a car, where the closest, if you're in the city where the closest lot is, if, um, if it's a, a, a single home, make sure, you know, you want to look and make sure that um, the driveway isn't for two people. Not that you can't buy it that way, but you should know that ahead of time. And uh, does the house, I always ask, does the house have any kind of unusual history? Like, uh, was there a movie star that lived there? Uh, you're not, owners are legally bound to disclose if a death or a major crime has occurred. So find out everything you can and definitely have an engineer's report because this way you will know exactly. And that's not to nitpick, you know, but that's to look for major structural things. So and, what you know, you also see? on the legal side, Dottie, if Go I can ahead. have one last point, on the legal side, if you're a seller, if you have an old survey that's really helpful, you know, if things don't look right, trust your gut a little bit. 
you know, one of the things are, do things look weird on the property boundary lines? Uh, you know, do you have a fence? Do you have other things in odd locations? You know, that should also give yourself a little bit of a warning side, like, hey, are there are people building over the line? Are there issues that we need to talk about? Or some wetlands or other easements that won't let me expand the house, right? If you want to buy a house and you want to expand it, make sure you do the due diligence first to know that you can build what you want to build in the future. Stephen, that's such an important point. There was a property that I was involved with many years ago, and it was on a couple of acres, and you you couldn't see how far the acres went back, and it ended up that the guy that was the house, the closest house to them, which was acres away, had built a pool, but he built it on their property, not realizing it. And until they had the title search and they had all that stuff done, they realized, okay, this man builds a whole pool. It's on our property. So um, I have to say the deal blew up, and I really don't remember. I don't, I don't remember how it got resolved or if it, however, however they did. But make sure that you, especially if there's a lot of property, that you really look at where the property lines are. And, Stephen, you know we've had people call. And somebody's bushes are on their property. Make sure you know the property lines. Ab- absolutely. And, and when you have an improvement like a pool, I mean, I've seen cases where people start building a pool without permits and wetlands, and you just got to really look closely when some of these properties are assembled together um, and things are done right. By the way, everyone, have a great Thanksgiving. And if there's a neighbor that's alone, go and say hello. This world needs a lot of love, and let's all give a little. Okay, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with your loved ones and family and friends, and we'll be back next year. And thank you, Richard. You're amazing. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.